0: This is the Employment
1: Law Show. You betcha we're back at it Tuesday. How are you? 633, ready to rock and roll. Schools here along with Leor Samfiru from employmentlawyer.ca. Reach out to Lior any time you'd like. He's got a great bunch of people answering those phones as well, his, uh, his colleagues. And that's uh, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website, always your first stop. That is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. That and the main topic in just a bit, the employee's obligation to accommodate based on family status. What is that all about? We will get to it shortly, but we always get rolling about with the case of the day, something that you want to talk about. What would that be tonight?
2: Hey, John. Uh, Employment law. How about that? Let's talk about employment law for a change. Now, uh, employment law is the topic because employment law is so, so relevant to all of us, if Uh, If we're working well, employment law tells us what we can do, what we can't do, what an employer can't do, more importantly, and what our rights are. And on this show, of course, that's the main idea, to inform you and to give you information about those rights that you have, the rights you probably don't even realize that you have. Too many times I, I have people contact me saying, oh my gosh, my employer has all the power, all the rights, I don't have any rights. No, not true. Not true at all. Usually after I speak to them for a few minutes, they realize, oh, wait a second, I actually do have rights. Well, this is what we want to do every time we're on the air on the show to educate you about those rights. Whether you've lost your job or you're uh, in a bad relationship with your employer where you're being mistreated, you name it, you have rights. There's options. There's things that you can do. So if things are not going well now at work, let's make them better call right now on the show, I'll tell you what to do, I'll tell you what you need to know, and hopefully you can make tomorrow a better day, at least at work. And of course, beyond that, you can always reach me in the office, phone or email, don't hesitate to call, looking forward to talking to anyone that wants to talk. But case of the day where I always start, I want to tell you about a matter that I addressed today. I spoke with just a very lovely, lovely lady earlier today, uh, who's been dealing with a very... Uncomfortable and difficult situation over the past few months. So a few months ago, she uh, decided to speak to her boss about the fact that a coworker of hers was bullying her and mistreating her. This this coworker really was acting unprofessionally and using inappropriate language and putting her down in the workplace. Completely, completely wrong. And she did exactly the right thing by go, going to the uh, to to the boss. Uh, it's a very small company, so she went to the kind of the, the the head of the company and she told them what's going on now before she did that she was a bit hesitant she was very concerned because this employee the one that was bullying her she believed to be good friends with the boss so she was always concerned about what the repercussions will be so she spoke with the boss boss said okay I'll take care of it and you know what things got better Uh, she this new uh, th- 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 sorry, this other employee, this coworker, didn't really address her anymore. Uh, they was kind of they're all each doing their own thing, and clearly, whatever the boss said helped. So she thought that was the end of it. Well, this is an uh, employee that's been there, this lady, for over six years, always had good reviews, never had a problem, always been very very successful. Well, guess what? Immediately after she filed this complaint with her boss, all of a sudden she couldn't do anything right. She started yeah. getting negative review she got written up for something that was frankly nonsense uh and uh this happened about two or three times finally yesterday she was let go her employer said we're gonna let you go and because we wrote you up for a few times we're gonna let you go for cause we're not gonna pay you anything I'll, out of here you go she actually asked at the termination meeting did this does this have anything to do with the the fact that i filed a harassment complaint the boss said of course not not at all well, she called me today. Well, guess what? I'm not buying that nonsense. Of course, this all has to do with the fact that she filed a harassment complaint. She was being punished and retaliated against because she filed that harassment complaint. Well, guess what? That is illegal, completely and totally and utterly illegal. You cannot be punished in any way, shape or form for complaining about harassment, for filing a harassment complaint. That's called a reprisal when you're being punished for that. It's illegal. It's illegal. So in this situation, the employer really did mess up in that clearly uh, as soon as she filed that complaint, she stopped being a good employee and then somehow magically she became this terrible person. Obviously, that's not what was going on and what they did was wrong. Beyond that, of course, it's extremely difficult to terminate someone for cause. They, it would have to pay her severance and of course other damages because of this reprisal. So I want to remind all our good listeners right now you're being mistreated bullied harassed poison work environment you have the right in fact i would say the obligation to tell your employer about it you should let them know tell them that they have to fix it you cannot be punished if they try to punish you like in this situation i'm gonna make sure that there's a repercussions okay always feel empowered to stand up for your rights to talk about the fact that the workplace is become uh, uh, become poisoned you should do that any problems you give me a call
1: you know, of, of all the things, Leor, that this employer could have done, possibly worse, I can't think of one. Of all of, of all the missteps, it's to blow off a harassment complaint and then turn around and fire somebody for doing it, even though you said you didn't. Come on, we know you did. I mean, they, they couldn't have taken a bigger mulligan. I mean, it, just a terrible idea. Terrible idea.
2: Terrible idea. And to think that they could actually get away with it, I, I think this is just a very kind of cocky and- – employer uh that thinks that he can get away with whatever it wants well it can't he probably thought that she's not gonna know to seek legal advice i'm glad that she did uh, you're right. This this is really handled very, very badly. But you know what, John? There's repercussions for handling things badly, yep. and that's where I in.
1: Let's get into our uh, main topic here as we roll through the evening on a Tuesday, the employee's obligation to accommodate based on family status. It's a mouthful, but let's get to it. Uh, Ryan Miner for everyone. Uh, duty to accommodate. Break that terminology down for me, pal. So the
2: duty to accommodate uh, is a, a, an obligation that an employer has under our human rights laws. And essentially that means... That the employer has to provide support and help to uh, employees in certain situations the most common situations that we see this happening uh, is when an employee has a medical condition a disability and they need accommodation in order to work that accommodation can be in the form of uh modified hours or modified duties or maybe the ability to work from home whatever the doctor says that is an accommodation that the employer has to provide. And it's not something the employer does because they're nice or because they, they, uh, they're they just good people. They do that because they have to, by law, provide that accommodation. There could be other accommodation, for example, religious accommodation. If for religious reasons, let's say, you need to leave early on Friday to go to a religious service, if that's legitimate, your employer may have to provide that accommodation. And what we're talking about here is accommodation today on the basis of family status. And what happens when you have family obligations? That's another form of accommodation that the employer has where they have to provide help, support, and, and give the employee certain flexibility uh, if that applies to them.
1: What, what qualifies as family status for that accommodation?
2: So family status really means being in a parent and child relationship. What that means is if they, you're a parent and you have certain obligations towards uh, your child, or you may be a child and you have certain obligations towards your more uh, elderly parents that employer has to help you meet those obligations so uh, in some situations we may have uh, cases where you don't have daycare for your child so you need to be home by a certain time well in that situation that employer may say well we have to accommodate we may not be doing this usually usually we may require you to stay here until five, but in your case, we may have to let you come home earlier because of that duty to accommodate. So whenever there are family obligations uh, towards a a parent, towards a child that can only be met with the employer's help, then that employer has that same duty to accommodate. And as I said before, John, it's not because the employer is being nice, they have to provide that accommodation. There's no choice, there's no option here. And under human rights law, whenever there's a family status situation, that accommodation is triggered.
1: Does the employee, given that family status uh, in, you know, in whatever time, in your example, maybe having to leave an hour or two early to take care of a parent or pick up a child, do they have to make up that time some other time? It's not a freebie, right?
2: It's not a freebie. And and yes, the employer and employee need to work together to find a way to make this all work so that the employee can still get their work done and, and et cetera. Uh, but that's all part of the accommodation. It, it, and by the way, an accommodation is a is a two-way street. It's not that, right. hey, uh, employer, you accommodate me and figure it out. No, an employee is expected to be an active participant. So to say, okay, employer, I need this accommodation because I need to leave work early uh, three times a week. And here's how I propose to make that up. So this should be a two-way street. But ultimately, that obligation to accommodate rests on the shoulders of the employer.
1: Want to continue this discussion? A few more points about this one. If we got time, we'll move down to recruiting employees from another job. How about that? As we continue the Tuesday night edition of the Employment Law Show. Stick around with us.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
1: Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. You betcha, we are back. Six forty-five. Schools here in Lior Samfiru from Samfiru Chumarkin LLP. Uh, reach out to employmentlawyer.ca or the phone number anytime off-air one eight five five. 821 is the number. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That's the uh, that's the golden website. That can answer so many questions. Even before you give Leora a call, you will discover things you did not know using that website. I want to get back to our chat about uh, accommodation based on family status. Is there is there some sort of weight or obligation on the employee to try to figure things out on their own before they just say, yeah, I got this to do, boss. You got to give me some accommodation. Let's roll.
2: Yeah, and, and this is especially important when it comes to family status. So, if was if you were in a situation where, well, you know what, it, it'll help me out a lot, employer, if uh, I can leave work early. That's not good enough. Ultimately, mm-hmm. if you have family obligations, you're expected to do whatever you can as an employee to manage them without needing your employer's help. So you have to, whether it's finding daycare or or help through a, f- a friend or a family, etc. Right. But where the employer's obligation comes into play is if you've tried that, and it's just not gonna be possible. If the only way you can meet those obligations is through your employer's accommodation, through your employer's help, then that employer has to step up and must provide that accommodation. But it's not a first I go to my employer and then I think about it. First, I try to resolve it on my own. If I can, fantastic. If I can't, that's when I go to my employer. So there have been situations where the employer asks the employee, okay, employee, you told me that you need this accommodation. You need to pick up your child. Can you tell me why? Can you tell me what you've tried to do to resolve it? And that's a legitimate question. You know, I've, I've spoken with my family. There's no one available. I've looked for daycares. There's nothing available. I'm on a waiting list. Uh, Those are legitimate questions. But if you do need that accommodation because there's no other option that employer must provide it, even if it creates some uh, problems for the employer.
1: Getting back to that shortly here. want to get Kasim on the line. Uh, thanks for joining us, pal. How are you tonight?
0: Yeah, fine. Thank you, sir.
1: Good. What's going on? What's your question?
0: I have a question. Like, uh, i working for this company for 14 years, right? And uh, last week, they said there's no job, so they gave me off one week. And this week also, they said we don't have any enough job right now, so we can take one more week off. So in this situation if I want to get layoffs so they can give me layoffs or my servant package something like that. Like what is the. So Kasim, did they make
2: that? you uh, take your vacation days or are you just not being paid for those days?
0: No, it's not been paid, but I have, you know, my vacation, I have some money still left my vacation, like $2,000, right?
2: Right. But so they're not making year? you, they're not making you use your vacation.
0: No. Okay, Because I have three weeks vacation for a year, right?
2: So in a situation, Kasim, where your employer is not giving you work or putting you on a temporary layoff, yes, that is absolutely something that you may be able to consider a constructive dismissal. And to say, I'm not okay Mm -hmm. with this. I'm not accepting this. Instead, I'm going to treat this as a termination and get severance. And for you, that could easily be a year's pay. It could even be more than a year's pay. So okay. you have that option. Now, one thing okay. I want you to, to consider is, if you don't do that and you stay off when they tell you and you come back, et cetera, if you do this a few times, then you're gonna be considered to have accepted this and then they can do this whenever they want and you won't be able to do anything about it. So if you wanna pursue a constructive dismissal, that has to happen very quickly. But don't do anything without speaking to me first. We need to do this correctly. So if you want to pursue a constructive dismissal, call or email me after the show. Uh, John here is going to give you all that contact information, but you have that option, Kasim.
1: Thank you, Kasim, and I'll give you that number right now. As uh, you probably know, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. Marco, you are up next, pal. Thanks for joining us. How are you?
0: Good. Go. How are you guys?
1: Good, brother. What's uh, What's on your mind?
0: So I'll try to keep it quick. So a couple of years ago, I joined a company. They um, they um, uh, structured an employment contract which which specified termination for no cause, uh, which I took because I wasn't sure on the uh, on the uh, um, position at the time. Uh, fast forward about two years now. After the first year, I I was top salesperson in the company. I my pay was increased. Never re-signed an employment contract. Now they came back with another employment contract, which they are asking me to now sign another employment uh, contract with termination for no cause, and they've doubled my quota for this year from last year. Last year I was top salesman in the company. Now they've doubled my quota, which I find, you know, I'm, I'm... I don't know what to say to them because it's not reachable, but they're insisting that I sign it. Uh, I'm just wondering, number one, is that is that actually even legal to terminate with no cause?
2: Yes, it is absolutely legal to terminate without cause. In fact, it's the most common form of termination. It's a question of what do you get, the severance that you get as a result of that termination. And I can almost guarantee you that in that agreement, they're trying to limit your future severance. In other words, if they let you go at any point, they want to be able to pay you a tiny fraction of the full severance they would otherwise owe you. Anytime your employer comes to you and wants you to sign a new employment agreement, that is bad news. That's never a good thing. There's a reason they want you to sign that agreement, and that reason is it provides them with more rights, not you. So, right. obviously, I haven't seen the employment agreement that they want you to sign. So I, I, I can't tell you specifically what's in it, how bad it is, how good it is. Uh, I can just tell you that generally it's very bad news. What I want you to do is I want you to connect with me off air and I want you to send me a copy of that agreement. Remember, they can't punish you for refusing to sign. They can't discipline you. They can let you go, but your employer can't let you go at any time. And in fact, not signing this agreement, if you're going to lose your job, may be better to have lost your job not having signed that agreement.
1: Well, so, part of the but again, other I would want to see I,
2: that agreement.
0: Yeah. Part of the other reason, I believe, is that they're in negotiations to sell the company, from what I've understood. So I'm not sure whether that's an advantage to them, to be able to terminate their employees with very little uh, compensation. So oh, Absolutely.
2: So that, that, that's probably so so look at it this way let's say that you're right so they have you sign this agreement and then six months later whatever it is they sold the company and they have to to let you go now you could be looking at I don't know six weeks severance instead of a year's severance so you would be losing tens of thousands of dollars so very bad idea to have this document signed let me see it of course before uh, we make any final decisions but you are absolutely right to be concerned and to make this call here today. It's not a good thing uh, to have that document uh,
0: presented to you. How do I get a hold of you?
1: I'm going to give you uh, give you the yep. contact information right now, brother. Here is the uh, phone number. is first to reach out to Leorda's team. That's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, Marco one eight five five. Eight two one fifty nine hundred and simply help at ca through, uh, through email as well. So call or email. Good luck. Thanks, Marco. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the phone call. And we're going to continue on here with our chat about the uh, right to accommodation through, uh, through family status. We talked about the fact that the employee has to, you know, has to muck in and try to figure things out on their own before they pull the trigger on it. But how long does that employer now have to accommodate the family needs of an employee? Days, weeks, months, years, forever? What do you think?
2: So yeah, and oftentimes employers would ask that. It's like, okay, nope. we understand we have to accommodate, but okay, when can we say enough is enough? Well, there there isn't a date that you can stop it. Essentially, the accommodation has to happen as long as it continues to be necessary. So if it continues to be necessary, then you'll, you have to provide it. Now, now, when it comes to family status accommodation, you would think and hope that at some point the employee can make other arrangements. But that's not true in every case. I had a, a situation a few years back when uh, my, my client was a single mother and her child uh, needed a, a an injection, a medical injection every day at a certain time. So she needed to be home for that. That wasn't gonna change. Uh, and so she needed some some flexibility from her employer and, and she eventually got it. But there isn't a date that the employer can't say, well, we've been accommodating you for a month, now we can stop, no. That accommodation has to continue as long as it's necessary. Your employer can ask questions. Is it still necessary? Can you update us? That is legitimate. By the way, same thing happens with uh, an accommodation because of a medical situation. Maybe you need modified duties for, for health reasons. Well, as long as that's medically necessary and the doctor vouches for that and provides a note, that employer has to continue it. So, no, there is no end date on accommodation as long as it continues to be necessary.
1: If you're faced with an employer who's uh, digging their heels in and won't provide accommodation, just refuses outright, uh, what's the next step or steps that an employee should take?
2: Well, first of all, what I want you to do is I want you, even though you may have done this already verbally, I want you to send an email in writing telling your employer, "Employer, here's why I need this accommodation. I need this accommodation for the following reasons. Here's what I have to do. Here's, by the way, what I've tried to do so that I to to avoid having a needed accommodation. I spoke with this person. I tried this and and I'm asking you to please help me. And here's what I'm also willing to do to make up for time, etc. Put that in writing. Now, if that changes things and the employer accommodates, fantastic. If your employer still says, no, we don't care, we're not gonna accommodate, well, now we have the ability to pursue this uh, by way of a human rights complaint, by way of a constructive dismissal, because we can show that you've made the request, that you were reasonable, that you provided all the relevant information. So it's always important to ask for that accommodation in writing, okay? Uh, And if your employer calls you and says, I'm not gonna do it, send them an email back saying, discussed this today with you and you said you're not gonna accommodate me have it in writing and if you need help give me a call
1: and again get it backed up with medical uh, medical documentation too right
2: if you uh, if you need medical accommodation modified duties modified hours always that doctor's note your best friend in the world is that doctor's note your your ace in the hole uh, your 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 big uh, uh, trump card is that doctor's note if you provide that doctor's note your employer has to make it happen it's okay to update your employer. They can ask for more information about the length of accommodation, uh, about, um, about the ability to, uh, to stop at some point. They can ask that information, but as long as a doctor backs you up, your employer has to accommodate.
1: All right, good stuff. Appreciate you reaching out, guys. If you manage to make that phone call tonight, uh, Leon and I will do it all over again tomorrow at 6.30 as well. So maybe think of some questions in the meantime. Keep them in your brain. You can make that phone call tomorrow for sure. In the meantime, do not hesitate to reach out to Leon and the firm and the rest of his team. Always invited to do so. Encouraged, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Give that a few times tonight. And the website, which will tell you all and give you access freely and uh, anonymously to the Severance Calculator as well. That is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. As I said, we're back in here tomorrow night, the Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show. We'll see you then. Enjoy the rest of your night.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.